And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on Zoom this morning. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, indeed. How was your weekend? Very, very lively. Yeah. Out and about, enjoying the good weather. Golfing. Yes. <laughs> You're so predictable. <laughs> But the weather was perfect for it, wasn't it? It was, it was. Just couldn't get enough of it. We're certainly seeing a lot more people out and about. Maybe the spring season, maybe in light of what's happening beginning today. Let's begin with the changing social distancing rules for the country. This is our first keyword of the day. Curbs lifted. Uh, so beginning from today, as we mentioned in our headlines, Korea is doing away with virtually all of the social distancing rules that have now been in place for the past two years. Uh, what should we know? Yeah, it's been quite a while, hasn't it? Two yeah. years. Uh, but uh, we're finally getting some sense of return to normalcy uh, from today, as you mentioned. Restaurants, cafes, other businesses, they'll have no restrictions on their Uh, operating hours and there'll be no limits on the size of social gatherings as well so 24 hours if you wish with as many people as you want and uh, <laughs> the only major rule uh, that will remain is mask wearing though and that too could actually end in a couple of weeks at least for the outdoors anyway uh, but remember people could still take off their masks outdoors now uh, when two meters apart from mm. others so That is something to note. Uh, also, COVID-19 will no longer be classified among the most dangerous diseases, such as Ebola. Uh, it has been downgraded to uh, level two or class two. Now, in line with that, people can be diagnosed and treated for COVID-19 at local clinics and hospitals, just like you would with the flu. Mm. Now, the relaxation also comes with the removal of a 299-person cap on large-scale events and rallies as well. Um, the 70% capacity cap on religious gatherings will also be lifted. Uh, something that is a bit of a bummer, though, is that eating inside movie theaters and uh, indoor gyms, as well as religious facilities as well, will be allowed starting April 25th. So we'll have to wait about another week. So if you enjoy eating popcorn inside the cinemas, then you'll just have to wait a little bit longer. Have you been um, to a theater during the pandemic? You know what they do with popcorns? Because they already had so much in stock. They were selling them at fraction of the prices for people to t- you know, take popcorn to go. And so you right. couldn't eat it in theaters. And Yeah, perhaps it's it's not seen as a big deal from a cultural front, but for the movie theaters, the sales were down, and that that actually didn't help significantly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the revenue yeah. does come from popcorn yeah. and uh, beverage sales, doesn't it, with these cinemas? Exactly. And it's just not the same without eating, <laughs> munching on your popcorn while watching a movie. But, April 25th, uh, yeah. apparently. April 25th. April 25th. So just hold on a little bit longer and mm. then you'll be able to enjoy that culture. Now then, from late May, infected people will no longer have to self-isolate as well. So that will also be eased next month uh, on international travel. All inbound vaccinated people will be exempt from the seven-day quarantine. Uh, They will only need to submit negative PCR test results upon their arrival in 48 hours before the departure. There are some countries that don't require that at all as well. Mm. Um, Now, the government is also considering gradually expanding the visa-free entry for countries that do not have the mutual visa waiver program with Korea. It also plans to revive the use of international flights by 50% within this year. It'll do this by lifting the limits on the number of arrivals per hour at Intan Airport Mm. and resuming international flights at regional airports as well. It's still not quite the levels of pre-pandemic levels, but it Mm. is an expansion nonetheless. 
All right, and a much-needed one at that. Meanwhile, this raises questions about schools. They're also gearing up to adjust to a return to normalcy, right? That's right. So from today, kindergartners, elementary, middle and high school students, they're all advised to test them th- themselves once a week using these self-testing kits. That's a step down from the previous twice-a-week routine. Uh, now, while the Education Ministry's decision to exclude confirmed students from midterm exams has kind of drawn backlash, it is expected to lift the ban for the end-of-term exams or the finals in June and July. Also, schools are expected to resume all educational activities soon as well, such as field trips and uh, excursions. Uh, The ministry is also set to officially announce the post-Omicron measures for schools on Wednesday, so day after tomorrow. All right, and on to the economy section of today's coverage. This is our second keyword of the day. Economic rebound? (laughs) Is that a question mark at the end? It is, yes. One of the main reasons for lifting restrictions is, of course, to help revive the economy. Uh, What can we expect, Adam? Right, so uh, not quite as what many had hoped for. Some experts believe that Korea won't really be seeing a big of an economic rebound as many uh, had wished. There are many external factors still at play, geopolitical, uh, for example. Consumption is likely to increase due Mm -hmm. to what economists call revenge spending, but inflation is still at record highs. Interest rates have also been raised as well. That will certainly put a a bit of a, um, a cap on spending. Mm. Um, the ease measures are likely to help small businesses, especially restaurants and cafes, get back on their feet, though. Mm. Uh, the government released data, actually, that shows the food and beverage industry picking up slightly in the past couple of months as virus curves were, as you know, slowly being right. eased. Right. Um, but some experts do note that the industry has already seen somewhat of a big enough rebound with the gradual easing. And they note that the lifting of the gathering cap and curfew doesn't really mean that there will be a kind of sudden surge of customers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could just see it um, as we go out, uh, say, in the weekend. There's still a lot of people uh, out there. So it won't be a drastic change Mm -hmm. with these measures uh, lifted from today. And some analysts also point out that to see a real rebound in consumption, foreign travelers to Korea, Mm -hmm. so tourism in Korea, will have to be normalized as well. Uh, Something that is also slowly starting to return to normal is, of course, a workplace with many big companies now ending the work at home system. I mean, we didn't really get to cover what's happening in Korea, but at least in the tech valley of Silicon Valley, it seems that they were gearing up all the parties and the big guns so that people return to work were happier (laughs) yeah i mean i guess uh this won't be too much of good news for workers who were enjoying their period of uh, working at home i think they're a bit more relaxed and getting used to that kind of system but it is slowly coming to an end for some of them anyway i mean Mm. lg and hyundai group for example they're calling for more workers back into the office from today Uh, They'll also be expanding more company gatherings as well and meetings. Uh, LG, (laughs) for example, will will, uh, reduce the ratio of at-home workers to 30% from the previous 50. Uh, They are also lifting the gathering cap on meetings and training programs as well. There'll also be more business trips uh, to and from Korea. Hyundai is also Mm. lifting previous restrictions to similar levels as LG. Uh, POSCO is also lifting the at-home uh, work system altogether, actually, from today. 
Samsung Group, interestingly, however, will maintain the 50% mm. ratio for the time being. Mm. Uh, the firm says it is conducting its kind of own virus control measures, even if the government eases restrictions. So it's not really going in line with what the government is doing for the time being anyway. But mm. the company has slowly been easing some measures, such as uh, shuttle bus operations. Um, for those who don't know, uh, many Samsung workers and other big corporate workers, they do have this kind of shuttle bus service from their residents to Uh, their offices, and they also will be allowing more business trips as well. All right. So back to some normalcy, it seems, in the workplace as well. On to our third keyword of the day. Slow growth. So Korea's economy is expected to post a slower than expected growth this year due to a number of external factors. You alluded to, of course, geopolitical issues, but that's only one of the very tricky situation. Run us to the latest Right. So the latest data or the latest projection is from the Hyundai Research Institute. It revised down its growth outlook for the country this year from 2.8% to 2.6%. It cited the global economic slowdown as a whole, as well as growing inflationary pressure here and abroad. Uh, It said Korea's exports will decline by a huge margin on weakening signs for global economic recovery, uh, inflationary woes and the base effects from the pandemic as well. Um, Of course, the ongoing war in Ukraine is another factor that is hurting growth. Uh, Not just the Hyundai Research Institute, the Bank of Korea also recently revised down the nation's GDP growth forecast to the 2% range from the earlier outlook of 3%. Um, It also cited prolonged global supply disruptions induced by the conflict in Ukraine. Um, It earlier said inflation would be under more upward pressure going forward and that inflation may top the central bank's 3.1% estimate this year. It's kind of hovering around uh, 4% at the moment. So Mm. certainly and uh, the Bank of Korea also raised interest rates recently as well. So in terms of that growth outlook, it doesn't look that good. We'll try to detail more of this in our second hour with Professor Young Jin Sog. Meanwhile, on to our fourth keyword of the day. More weapons tests. Uh, North Korea says it has successfully tested a new weapon, which it says will significantly enhance its tactical nuclear capabilities. What's the latest out of North Korea? Right. So state media showed uh, photos of Kim Jong-un overlooking or overseeing the tests, smiling, clapping uh, as he watched the new missile launches. Now, the KCNA reported that the new type tactical guided weapon, in their words, is of great significance in drastically improving the firepower of the frontline long range artillery units, as well as enhancing the efficiency and the operation of tactical nukes. Now, it added that Kim had given important instructions on further building up the defense capabilities and nuclear combat forces of the country, possibly a signal of more provocations to come. Mm. Now, state media didn't really elaborate on the types of weapons used, but the mention of the word tactical nukes suggested the weapon is likely capable of carrying a battlefield nuclear warhead that could hit strategic targets in South Korea, such as U.S. military bases. Um, Experts believe this is a sign that North Korea is planning to test a compact nuclear weapon soon. In other words, a tactical nuclear weapon. Now, South Korea's military confirmed that two missiles, likely to be short range, were launched from the north into the sea on Saturday night. Now, the U.S. or Sunday, rather. And the U.S. said it was monitoring the situation 
Um, state media didn't really specify the uh, location or the date of the launch. Mm. Um, experts say the timing of the test could be seen as a protest against the joint South Korea-US military drills that are taking place from today, in fact. Um, the timing also coincides with the recent anniversary of the birth of the North Korean founder Kim Il-sung that happened last Friday. Uh, and because of this, South Korea did hold a National Security Council meeting yesterday to discuss the latest launches. Uh, no details of that meeting have come out yet. All right. When we get them, will our listeners know? And on to our final keyword of the day. U.S. delegation to South Korea. So U.S. is planning on sending a delegation to South Korea to prepare for a possible summit between the two countries' leaders next month. It turns out that would be a fastest on record, apparently. What's the latest? Right. So both nations, they have been in talks to hold a summit between Yoon Sung-yeol and Joe Biden around May 21st in Seoul. Uh, Seoul has been pushing to have Biden visit before he travels to Japan for this quadrilateral security dialogue meeting that's taking place on May 24th. Now, if realized, um, it would uh, the summit would come just days after Yoon takes office, which is on May 10th. And as you mentioned, it would make it the earliest ever summit between South Korea and the U.S. after a presidential inauguration here. Now, reports suggest the U.S. delegation will land in Seoul this Saturday. These are just uh, reports citing sources, so nothing official or confirmed uh, just yet. Um, Agenda items will likely include a suitable location for the summit, uh, a detailed itinerary, as well as uh, other logistical issues as well. The summit date, yes, it is around May 21st, but the date isn't actually fixed, so that could be up for discussion as well. Um, Meanwhile, the US envoy for North Korea, Sung Kim, will be coming to Seoul today. Uh, He'll be here through Friday, and he'll be meeting with his South Korean counterpart, Noor Gudak, and other senior officials. They'll discuss the North's recent uh, weapons tests and other regional issues. Mm. And he's also expected to meet with senior officials from the current Moon government, Mm. as well as the incoming Yoon government as well, to coordinate policy on North Korea. Adam, one of our listeners wants to comment on uh, Mm -hmm. the conglomerates in South Korea, particularly encouraging workers to return to work. Uh, Princess Mama Wolf added, if I could work from home, that would be heaven for me because you can get to stay in your pajamas while staying in your comfy in your own bedroom. Is that what's happening for you? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we are doing this through Zoom. I'm not showing you the bottom half of my body for a reason. (laughs) You know, from what I understand, a lot of, you know, even when you were anchoring for TV, right? here on Arirang TV. Similar things yeah. happen. We wear comfy shoes, don't we? <laughs> the bottom. Yeah, line. there have been times where when I wasn't standing up for the camera where I'll be wearing uh, a blazer and a suit on top and jeans <laughs> for the lower half. <laughs> That's what happens behind the scenes, folks. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, Aaron, for today's coverage. We'll talk to you again You're tomorrow. Very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.